0: people living in Israel right now have to show strength in order to, uh, to create a support system for the soldiers who are fighting for Israel, that they feel that they have a back, that they feel that they are, uh, th- that the people believe in them and have strength in them, and, and, and that will make them fight even better.
1: Um, from Jerusalem, but not Jerusalem. Uh, this week Alex and I are recording from our protected rooms uh, in our respective homes in Modiin uh, due to the current situation here in Israel. And given recent events, we felt the overwhelming need to address what, what has been happening here in Israel over the past few days and weeks.
2: That's right, Uh, we spoke to Rav Aviad-Tabari, someone who Ari and I have both known for many years, uh, who grew up and lives here in Israel, um, but has a great deal of experience with life, both in and outside of Israel, um, in notable part due to his role uh, teaching in Yeshivat Eret Tzvi. He also happens to be the author of a book that's coming soon from Magid Books, which casts a halachic eye uh, over some of the defining moments of Israel's history.
1: As you can imagine, the news changes quickly. We spoke to Rav Avian shortly after Yom Yerushalayim, when violence had erupted on the Temple Mount Harabayit, after an increase in tensions surrounding the Sheikh Jarrah Shimon Hadadadik neighborhood, and just at the start of the latest round of rockets fired into Israel from Gaza, and together with that, riots and counter demonstrations and violence that was gripping some of Israel's mixed cities such as Lod, Tiberias, Ramla, and others
2: those are some of the events that framed our conversation uh, and some of that even feels like ancient history now. Um, we recorded also before the terrifying scenes from across the world uh, when pro-Palestinian rallies and protests descended into just vile anti-semitic marches. Um, we're working on an episode about anti-semitism uh, and no doubt those things will be discussed uh, but we hope the brief discussion that we had with Rav Ariad can provide some food for thought and a small amount of comfort for all of us struggling to understand what's happening at the moment. So let's jump straight in.
1: So we're joined by Rav Aviad Tavori. Rav Aviad, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you. Hi there.
1: So what have your thoughts and feelings been over the past few days? What have these days looked like for you, for your family and your students here in Israel?
0: So obviously, uh, we are all going through very difficult days right now. Um, And I think that the, the one of the more difficult challenges for, for many people here in Israel today is how do we uh, live on a, on a daily kind of routine, a uh, day-to-day life where, where we go to work and uh, our kids are going to school if, if they're open. Um, and, and at the same time, uh, there's a war going uh, happening in our backyard. And in for many of us, the the backyard has suddenly become uh, our uh, our physical backyard uh, and our own homes. And uh, how how do we exactly live with the the with life um, so 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 heavily involved in 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 events that are happening or are expected to continue on some with some routine. I, uh, in the yeshiva, speaking to my students, uh, my feeling is, is that um, for the first time, uh, my students who live in Chutzarts really feel from close, what does it mean uh, to live in the United in the, in Israel? Uh, I think that many, many people that come here to visit for the past few years uh, really feel that we've almost reached uh, the level of Australia we are a modern country with high tech, and people are going on vacations and on holidays, and have nice cars. And suddenly, it strikes it, it strikes us uh, that uh, we are still uh, fighting for for our independence, and we the the story of the Israel uh, um, fighting for its existence sometimes, and for its right to exist, and uh, um, is is being felt, I think, by many people who who are a bit shocked to suddenly be living. In the midst of uh, of the events taking place right now, I think that that itself is something that uh, is very powerful uh, to realize that we we have not yet come to the nakhala and, and and of a Medina that we can look back and and, and say the, the history uh, happened. Uh, the history is happening. We are we are still uh, fighting in this country for for our right to exist, and um, I think it's a it's a very painful reminder. Uh, that history is continuing uh, since nineteen forty eight and before that, um, as 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 um, as these events are happening around us. Um, so yeah, so it's a, it's it's very challenging. Those those two challenges, I think, are are what's been on my thoughts the past few days.
2: Um, <clears throat> I mean, the obviously the, like the halachic and the hashkafic uh, issues at play at the moment are, are vast, and I don't think it's possible to to discuss all of them in the time that we have um but we'll sort of we'll get going and we'll see see where what we can uh what we can get to um so the first one that we wanted to touch on is is the issue of, of harabite um where sort, certainly a lot of the focus initially was um in you know the last uh, couple of weeks or so um so could you just give us a, a bit of an, an overview from a halachic perspective um of the issues relating to, to harabite today
0: so, so before we talk about Harabite uh, halachically, I just want to say something about it more from a, uh, I would say, from a religious point of view rather than halachic one, uh, which is Rav Mital, Roshiva of Gush, uh, many times used to say that almost all events that occur and all great events somehow go back to Yerushalayim, somehow all connect to Mekom HaMikdash. I think that we really feel uh, that uh, very much these days, how, how Yerushalayim, B'te Mikdash. I also feel uh, I have to admit that uh, you know these events are happening right after Meron, uh, um, and I and I and I sometimes ask myself, you know, the energy tor- to, uh, that that has been that has been uh, focused the past years on, on Har Meron uh, and not maybe on Har Abayt, uh is something very interesting to think about about uh, the kedusha of uh, Har Abayt, has Khrushchev. Tamakom, um, it's the only place uh, really that we could talk about the when it comes to to the Shina, lozaza from from, from uh, according to our to our beliefs and our religion uh, from from, from Harabite. From um, and it makes you think a little bit about uh, the energies that are are, are still are, are being uh, uh, focused on the Mekom um, Migdash. And, and with that I'll I'll say that uh, there's a big machoket we shown him. Between the Rambam and the Rivid. Uh, in the, the Rambam holds uh, that the shchina is, is still on harabait, and as, as as such, there is a halachic um, criteria of kedushat hamakom that um, um, that, that is associated with harabait. Uh, according to the Rambam, today there is still kedusha on harabait. And uh, the nafkahmina, the ramification of this kedusha, is, is translated into the fact that uh, one is not allowed to go up to certain areas of harabait uh, without going to uh, without going through the process of afer Duma and becoming tahor. Um, and and that's why parts of the harabait are limited according to Jewish law for people to walk onto harabait. Um, as we as people know, there are areas. Uh, that according to many rabbanim, and like others who argue that we, we know uh, where those areas are and you're you allowed to walk there, uh, if you go to mikvah. Uh, that's enough of a um, hara process to allow you to go to certain parts of Harabite. It is true that the Ravid disagrees with the rambam and holds that there is no uh, ketushah in Harabayt, but I would say that many poskim argue that even according to the Ravid. Uh, that would not necessarily mean that you're allowed to walk everywhere on harabite. Um, however, as I mentioned, the Rambam's opinion is accepted, and as such, many many Jews, um, many Poskim, argue that it's not so uh, to walk up on Harabite because uh, because we are not uh, we don't know exactly where those areas are, and, or for the reason that. Uh, people are concerned that once we allow people to go up to Harabite, it will just, uh, um, you know, slippery slope, people will just go up there without going to mikvah, etc. So there are Rabbanim that limit uh, and do not allow Jews to go up to Harabite at all from a Malachic point of view. And yet there are many, many uh, Rabbanim today who not only uh, allow it and permit it, but actually encourage it um, as they feel that there is also a, a national interest of showing that we have a, uh, um, a connection to Harabait. Um, it's very interesting to me that uh, there is a there is a halachic reason that some use why we should not go up to Harabait, and that's Muah Hamigdash. There is a there is a there is a halacha that you are supposed to have a certain type of uh, fear and awe towards Mikom Hamigdash, towards the Mikdash, which, uh, for example requires you to walk up without shoes, which requires you to uh, not, never turn your back to Mekom HaMigdash, And some people say that because of that we shouldn't go up to Harabite because you're playing with fire, right? Who, how do you know that you're really able to keep uh, the laws of Muram Migdash if you go up to Harabite? It's better not to play with fire, not to make a, not to uh, do an esur here. However, some argue that for that exact reason, we should have bite to do the mitzvah, right? It's, it's almost like saying, don't eat uh, matzah on Pesach because you're playing with fire. Maybe the matzah, matzah is chametz uh, in potential, right? If you leave one more minute, it could become chametz. So maybe you should, you should play with fire and don't eat matzah. You're, you're, you, might, you might do an Easter derivative in any chametz, as if. Right, so so some people no. We know eating matzah is a mitzvah because eating matzvah is a mitzvah. Eating chametz is an Easter. This is also that's that's a that's a mitzvah. You can argue um, going up to Harabait is uh, according to those uh, uh, who 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 permit it, and uh, and and keeping the laws of going to mikvah and making sure that you're going to the right places is the correct way of uh, showing is fulfilling this idea by going up there in the correct way. And after also uh, calling uh, out and uh, proving our yearning uh, to the Mekom HaMikdash, um, which also has a national interest, uh, which is a little bit out of the realm of our discussion, because that really is more of another issue. But I do think it's connected. I think that uh, there is a connection between the halachic uh, discussion about going up to and the national interest uh, which, which is to show that we yearn and we uh, uh, pray for the day that we will come uh, back and build the of Mikdash. I, uh, I, I feel that it's, it's, it's uh, dafka during these events that, uh, that uh, people are saying, rightfully so, that it all boils down to Harabite. Davka these days it's it's times that 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 the Jewish community uh, make it make uh, make our voice sound very clear that although uh, we re, we we do not necessarily think that tomorrow morning we should uh, and, 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 you know destroy the mosque and build the base of English there um, how and and we still uh, under the circumstances uh, of today's of today's you know circumstances we have to uh, uh, allow the, the 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 Muslims to to worship um on on, on Har however uh it is uh, they have to recognize that this is uh, our holiest uh, uh, um place in the world and that we still have a connection to it and we yearn for the day that the, that the beit HaMikdash will be on harabite and it will be a place for all religions uh and, and, uh, and that is still part of our belief and, and 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 yearning and we pray for that one day and i think that dafka these days we should strengthen that belief and, and, and make it uh, very clear that we are not uh, losing our connection to Harabite.
1: A lot of the current situation started in the build-up to and on Yom Yerushalayim, where for many years, many Arabs living in the Old City and Jerusalem view the celebrations as a provocation, as well as visits to Harabayat throughout the year. Should we be doing things that could be seen by our neighbors as a provocation, and how do we balance that with considerations of, as you mentioned, uh, having awe for the the Temple Marimigdash?
0: Um, I I think that the, you're 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 touching upon um, um, a very important um, issue, which which really uh, um, um, even highlights, I would I would say uh, the the events taking place the past few days of 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 um, of, of how are we able to really claim our, our, our claim for our abayt, for, for Yerushalayim and for the, for the entire state of Israel when we have a whole population here who, uh, who are not going anywhere and we realize that uh, within the state of Israel, they have to, uh, uh, we have to find room uh, for them to live in this, in, this, uh, in, 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 in a Jewish state, um, which, by the way, it itself raises many famous halakhic questions as well, uh, of the place of the, of the ger, not the ger convert, but rather the ger toshav and the, the stranger. How does that fit into the kind of the ideal of having a Jewish state? Um, I, uh, I, I agree with you, with, with your question, that sometimes uh, there are certain you know, people, uh, um, how they behave and what they do that really does uh, uh, perhaps look as a provocation. Um, however, I think it's it's important to remember that um, that uh, for some people, the fact that we are living in in, in Israel is a provocation itself. Right? Meaning, uh, for some people, living in Tel Aviv is a provocation. So, so I think we have to be very careful of uh, of um, of how we uh, and, you know how how we look at it because uh, obviously we don't have to apologize for living here and for making our claim for. Yerushalayim and for the Mikdash. Uh, At the same time, I think that we have to recognize that uh, we have to, uh, as of now, share um, this country with other people. And uh, um, uh, the only problem right now is I think that many, many people in this country feel that um, that, uh, the the, the other side uh, is not accepting uh, our presence here. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's really where we're standing right now. Uh, how do we really uh, give over that message um, that on one hand, we, uh, we, we feel that we have the claim and the right to be here, and we don't have to apologize for it. At the same time, we, uh, we have to somehow uh, um, accept uh, other, other minorities to, to live amongst us and give them their space, but. Um, how do we do that in a way that 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 doesn't you know pay a price on the other hand don't have to give away from from you know from what we believe in uh, you know when, at the time in, in 67 Moshe Dayan uh, I, I think that because he was so concerned of, of, of a provocation right so he took off the flag off uh, Harabite and said Harbitite doesn't belong to the Jewish people it belongs to the Muslims he, that's that's what happened in 67 I think that's a terrible thing I think that, the complexity of the times demand from us, on one hand, to to make it very clear that that uh, that Jerusalem and the State of Israel uh, is, is is our home, and that we have every a moral right to be here. Uh, and at the same time, recognize that we have uh, to you know to deal with a reality that's not that's far from perfect. Uh, but we still have to deal with it. That, I, I agree with you. That is a very, very difficult challenge. And I think that the only way we can really uh, um, live up to this challenge is through education. I think a lot of education, a lot of education uh, explaining that there's a complexity message, a complex message here. On one hand, on one hand, uh, we don't have to apologize, uh, and we do have a moral right to be in this country and to have a Medina and to have Yerushalayim and to yearn for Yerushalayim, at the same time, we have, a, we have, a, we have to be pragmatic and, and, and realize that there are other forces in the, in the Middle East and that we have to realize that uh, there are other people here. I, I believe that that is a, a very, very important message. Um, And it's and it's up to us educators and teachers to really uh, to voice that complexity and to talk about it.
2: And so moving, moving the discussion along a bit, um, this. This isn't the first time uh, that Israel had to deal with with rockets being launched from Gaza. Um, Hopefully it's the last, but um, it's unlikely to be. Um, What. What should we? What should we be considering again? From from a halachic perspective, we're asking from a halachic perspective, just because you know, I think you are more a, a halachist. Um, but from a halachic perspective and hashkafic, I suppose, um, what are the things that we should be um, uh, considering at the moment, um, and what are the differences and the differences um, on a, a national versus a, an individual uh, level?
0: Okay, so from a halakhic perspective, it's a little bit easier for me to answer. In one of my sharing that I, I, about the Gulf War, I discussed uh, a very interesting question which came up during the Gulf War, which I think is also a very practical question to think about uh, during these times, which is, are, um, are, is one allowed to leave, uh, to run away as if from one's home when one is under attack? So uh, I mentioned at the time that there is a very famous story um, that Rav Shechter mentions in his book about uh, the, uh, the briskerov Rav uh, and Rav Herzog, Chief Rabbi Herzog, who at the time of um, um, uh, the 48 War, uh, Rav Velvel, the Briska Rav, was, the, was the considering leaving Israel and going, uh, you know, leaving to a, maybe another country, which was a bit more peaceful, and... Um, and uh, Rav Herzog turned to him and said to him, "I have a tradition that uh, Beit Chlishi will not uh, fail." That's a famous Rav Herzog line that the third, temp- third Temple will not will not collapse, uh, and therefore you should stay put in Israel. And to that, the briskarov responded, "And I have a tradition that when people shoot, you run away." Right. So, so if you really think about this this story, you you, you I think that the real meaning of the story is that the Brzezkarov, as it felt, you know, nothing, you, you know, ju- like just like in Russia, when, when the wars were happening, we ran away in World War I, World War II, we, we, we didn't run into war, we run, ran away from war to save our lives. I think it was of Herzog who really saying, wait a second, something something different has changed here. We're not in Russia, we're not in Poland, we're not in Morocco, in Iraq, where we, we are now building a Jewish state, and, and therefore the ideas of running away has has a much more uh, significance to the moral of the people, to the to the strength of of, uh, of having a uh, Jewish uh, uh, country and having a Jewish state, and and I think that uh, that that was part of the question that came up in the Gulf War when people said, you know, they're bombing us uh, at the time. If you recall, they were bombing Tel Aviv just like today. The Difference was that these were rockets coming from Iraq rather than from. From uh, from Gaza, but the principle was the same, and people were, were really questioning uh, morally: Is it correct to leave their homes and, you know, in, in the most ironic way to go to the stachim, to go to the what we call, you know, the Yudavish Shomron, which is considered to be safer right now, uh, in a, in a very ironic way, and, and abandon their homes? Is there any halachic problem? And uh, um, I discuss this in my article. Um, because it goes back to the to 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 uh, the idea is is that we do, it, it, the people living in Israel right now have to show strength in order to uh, to create a support system for the soldiers who are fighting for Israel that they feel that they have a back that they feel that they are uh, th- that the people believe in them and have strength in them and 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 that will make them fight even better. So so I think that it's, it's important to realize that here in Na'ati Israel there is a very very deep connection between the army and the citizens, which is maybe not something that Jews and Chutzards for hundreds of years ever felt when a war was going on. Here we, we, we are much more connected to the Israeli army. And our support and our strength here in the in, in the State of Israel is really what's 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 you know giving the the, the, the moral support to our soldiers who, who need it to to continue fighting. But That's from halachic. I would say that's an interesting halachic question uh, that 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 came up in the past and perhaps even comes up uh, uh, during these times.
2: So when we're engaged in a time of war or, or heightened conflict, such as the last you know few days or weeks, it's often really difficult for Jews in Israel and uh, having to combat an anti-Israel bias uh, in the mainstream media, on social media, you know, even just you know <laughs> in the street. Um, And coming into that, one might want to consider applications of the concept of of Oral Agoyim, being a light light unto the nations. Um, I mean, or even just put it simply, sort of Israel being seen to be doing the the right, quote unquote, right thing um, as the world's representative of the Jewish people. um, To what extent should that be impacting on Israel's actions in the current situation on the ground uh, with Hamas? in Gaza, you know, dealing with the rockets Um, and not just the government, but the army or even, you know, each and every individual, does it come into play? How does it come into play? Or maybe it doesn't. I mean, should we just be bringing God's wrath down on our enemies and and leave it at that? uh,
0: Whoa, that is a that is a good question. Um, You know, when they say when someone answers to you, that is a big question. That means that um, you have to think of how to answer that question. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, My personal problem with this type of question is that it's not fair what's going on. What do I mean by that? um, What I mean by that is is that you can today uh, be 99.9% moral, ethical, correct, legally, morally from any point of view. And then all you need is one incident to occur by by a real minority, by one person even, and the effect in social media today will be such that it will be out of proportion. Um, let's, let's just bring the example of what happened the past 24 hours. I think that um, when you look at the news, right, and, you're, and, and if you're not living in Israel, and you don't know exactly what's going on here, and you read the news, you get the impression that Jews are lynching Arabs, and Arabs are lynching Jews. Now, I think, I think in reality, uh, I don't think it's symmetric. I think it's nowhere even comparable. I think that uh, um, um, that the, the cases, unfortunately, that of, of Jews doing such terrible things, are very minute, very, 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 very minor. I don't think that they're. I don't think that they reflect. Um, uh, I don't think that they they, they reflect uh, the 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 what's going on in our country. I think that there is a very strong. Uh, um, you know, uh, rebuke coming from everyone within our communities against such acts of violence. It's a terrible chilul Hashem. Um, I don't find any support by anyone um, in our communities for such actions. Um, And uh, and there is nowhere close to such uh, strong, you know, uh, um, voices within the Arab community against what's going on there. Uh, and, And yet... Uh, for a, a bystander um, from the outside, you get the impression that it's total. Uh, you know, it's happening on both sides, and it's 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 almost impossible under these circumstances to uh, to um, to explain yourself because because uh, the, the 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 impression is there, the, the the media is there. They're picking up what they want, um, and and it's almost it's almost like you can be so right you can be so fair you can you it actually hurts right because you want we do want to be looked upon as Orla Green. we want people to 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 see how how careful we are when we kill you know when we when we fight in aza how careful we are how much we try to really minimize uh uh, uh on the death of innocence how how careful we are uh about how we conduct i i really believe i mean from my little experience in, as a soldier in the Israeli army, from what I read, from what I know, from what my family, friends are, are in the Israeli army, from, from living in B'Toch uh, me, I really believe with all my heart that we are, we, we are an amazing people. We are an amazing army. Obviously, there are mistakes. Obviously, not everything is perfect, but in the, in the big picture, I believe that we are truly uh, uh, um, an army with high uh, levels of, of morals and ethics and uh, we are always trying to improve them. I think that uh, um, the fact that we have an army of the people rather than the army of some, you know, uh, we we don't hire people just to to fight for us, but rather everyone in this country is expected to be part of the army, which means that it's a reflection of the people. It reflects the the, the, the normative people in this country. Um, And and, and thus, I think that also assures that we have a very high standard of of ethics in, in the Israeli army and uh, we strive to do so, we, and we actually succeed uh, uh, in, in almost always to, to live up to those uh, requirements. And then all you need is one uh, terrible story like last night in Batyam to just destroy all what we've built. So the, the, the big question is, what do we do now? Meaning how do we, how, how do, in, in under these circumstances in which the world um, and many of our enemies use the, these facts to, to back up their agendas and narratives um, is, is a, a, a very, very difficult challenge. Um, I, uh, I find that a very hard challenge today. I, I actually believe I'm, I'm very pessimistic about Hasbara. Some people complain to me, oh, Israel's Hasbara is so bad, it could always be better. I, I, I respond, listen, um, I think that under the circumstances, it's almost impossible to do a, a much better Hasbara. Uh, because because uh, the, the, there are, there's so much uh, hatred towards Israel today, and it's so easy today. All you need is one picture, right? All you need is one picture to create this kind of uh, agenda and narrative that will just uh, destroy everything else uh, is very difficult. And yet, I, I believe that perhaps the only uh, way to deal with this is, is really to use uh, better Hasbara. Um, and to continue, I think we have to continue. I want to give you an example. By the way, I was very proud. One of my students this week um, um, wrote uh, letters to uh, to senators and congressmen in, in America uh, with the following. He, he said, "I'm an Israeli. I'm an American student living, learning this year in a gap year program in Israel, and uh, we were on uh, we were in, in Jerusalem on on." on uh, on Yerushalayim, and uh, there was a missile attack on uh, on on Jerusalem, and um, it made me uh, it made me realize how much uh, you supported the, the the Iron Dome program. Um, you pre- he wrote to specific senators and congressmen who, who at the time were were responsible for funding uh, this wonderful uh, um, technology, and he thanked them, and uh, and he said, now I really recognize how, uh, the the how how important it was to do such a thing. and, uh, and, I, and he re, he got responses. I was quite shocked. He got beautiful responses um, from from these offices, uh, acknowledging his letter and and thanking him for his uh, his tov. I think I think it's a menschlike thing to do. It's a tov, and it's also clever. It's also smart tactics to do that. But it's also a It's 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 correct. We should be we should a that uh, that there are people out there that support Israel. Um, I think we should reach out to them and 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 focus on that. And I think that um, through social media, uh, there there's still a lot to do. That perhaps uh, our enemies are doing better than us. But I think that there's room for us to do to do more and highlight uh, that the facts are being a little bit uh, um, um, warped in, by, by by many.
1: So as Alex mentioned at the beginning, it's impossible in a conversation like this to really cover everything and all the issues and all the points of discussion, even over, you know, the past, call it two and a half weeks of events. Um, but if there's a final thought, a final message you'd want to give to your students, to the people listening, both people, listeners in Israel and in Chutz Laret, um, what would you say?
0: Well, like I said in the, during uh, this uh, conversation, I I mentioned that um, I think that we Israelis um, sometimes forget that we are still living in the Middle East. I think that we uh, sometimes feel that we uh, we want to be like all of the goyim in the world when it comes to like you know going to work every day, coming back to our beautiful home and and our you know one or two cars, going on holiday every year, um, having our uh, you know to worry about uh, sports and 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 who knows and 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 we get these reminders every so often that uh, we are still um we are still involved in the in the struggle for uh, for being recon- for, for for uh fighting for our country and for our independence uh we are still challenged with uh, these uh, these uh, not only these these um physical questions about our existence, but also like we mentioned about where, what kind of society are we building? Um, where is a place for the, for, for the ger and the toshav in our community? Uh, where, what kind of society, democracy and, and freedom and liberties and, um, and rights do we want to have in our country? We are, we, we are still, um, we are still, you know, and living uh, um, on, on a daily basis uh, the meaning of uh, of Israeli independence. We're still fighting for it. We're still celebrating it. Uh, and you know, stop looking at the generation of '48 and '67 in some kind of wow. Those were the ones who uh, we look up to, rightfully so. But uh, rather look at we are also our generation now has a, has also responsibilities uh, to build this country, to ensure that it's a protected uh, um, and 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 safe but also that we have uh, that uh, the, the culture and the education uh, is, 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 you know, we have, we have a responsibility too, uh, uh, not just um, the, the, the builders of this country of 1467. We, we right now are the pioneers, we are the soldiers, we are the educators, we are the one, we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of responsibility to, to make sure that, that this beautiful Jewish state that we do have uh, goes in the in the in the right path of justice and and, and and strives for peace and yearns for peace and at the same time um and, and you know uh, uh tells our enemies you know we will, we will not give in we will we will be ruthless to our enemies when they come if they wish to 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 destroy us uh you will find us uh uh, uh you, you will find us ruthless in, in battle and at the same time uh with the with a yearning for for peace um i think that that is um you know, it's not over. it's it's still going on and this is a, a very strong important reminder to all of us that uh, the the struggle for for Medinati Israel still continues and it's it's really on our shoulders to uh, to continue the 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 building this Jewish state in in, in the way that we all wanted to to develop into.
2: So uh, thank you rabbi uh, I, we we said before we started recording um you know Ari and I both in conversations with our wives separately saying that, you know, even at three o'clock in the morning with, with sirens going off, uh, huddled in our bomb shelters that, you know, there's still, there's no place we'd rather be, um, than, than here in Israel. Um, and so thank you for taking the time, uh, to, to talk to us. Uh, I think you really gave a sense of how e- even you know, the few, the few issues we managed to touch upon and the many, many more, uh, their complexity in terms of, um, politics in terms of, you know, sociologically halachically hashkapically all these things there's so much complexity but um you know I, I, you uh, explain them wonderfully um and your message at the end is is, is really a, a beautiful one uh, so thank you again for taking the thank time thank you
0: thank you very much and uh, let's hope for better days uh, hashem i Amen.
2: Amen.
1: thank you for listening to the current podcast as we mentioned it would have been impossible to mention all of the issues stories and events currently unfolding. Some may be addressed in future episodes, others may not. We hope that our discussion at least sowed a seed that may provide some understanding. But until then, we pray for peace in Israel and the safety of Jews around the world.
2: If you'd like to discuss any of the topics raised in this episode, uh, you can reach us by email, uh, podcast at karenpub.com, on all social media, at Karen Publishers. Uh, Please make sure to subscribe, uh, rate and review wherever you're listening. Uh, And until next time, this has been The Current Podcast.